And we are back on the Highly Controversial Podcast. It's your boy D-Jack with your boy Mook. What's up, everybody? We are here to talk about the craziness that was and is the NFL free agent market right now. Madness. We'll start off with the local teams. The Giants, uh, they made a big move yesterday. They got Nate Soldier, finally addressed that left tackle position. Yep. Um, it was something that needed to be addressed for five years now. They finally woke up and did it. I'm happy about the move. We might have had to overpay Soldier, but that's what happens on the free agent market. You're going to overpay players. Yeah, I, I agree. It's I mean, obviously, a big move after uh, we missed out on Norwell, struck out there. Yep. So definitely needed to get someone, and we did. So hat off to Gettleman, the first uh, really good move he'd made so far, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, we, we clearly, everybody knows that Flowers is a legitimate liability at the left tackle position. So have, we had to address that. Um I didn't want to draft another, you know, left tackle. That's too big of a position for you to just take a, a gamble on, especially because we know we're not going, we weren't going to take him in the top, you know, at that number two pick. So, you know, hopefully Flowers can, maybe can adjust to another position on the line. I don't know. I still would couldn't care less if we kept the kid around. He's in college. He was a right tackle, so hopefully maybe maybe he'll feel that confidence come back from from playing at the at the right tackle. I hope because I hope. you know. Because it'll be tough to swallow that a top ten pick was just a complete bust Wash, and is yeah. no longer part of our team. I mean, we definitely oh, yeah. overpaid Solder, but we had to. Like you said, we could not have gotten around um, not paying him. We needed to give him as much as we could as he wanted because the market yeah. is shrinking for the offensive linemen, and he was the best option out there. But that puts the Patriots for the first time in a decade. The Patriots don't have a legitimate left tackle. Tom Brady has not really experienced that before, so. If there's one team and one guy who's going to go out and fix it, it's going to be Belichick and the Patriots. But, I mean, that's still a big what if. Yeah, I'm sure they'll figure it out. They always do. The Patriots are the Patriots for a reason. Anyways, the the thing that's making me scratch my head about the Giants and their free agent moves, though, is Gettleman is bringing in players from the Panthers like yeah that I didn't even realize that when I when it's really starting to get me sick when I when I when we signed Stewart I completely like mind lapsed on the fact that like Gettleman and the Panthers and I was like I was like you know what whatever it's a decent veteran running back we'll take him he's probably got another year left in his legs but we paid him a little more than paid him a little more than when than I would have liked and it's just not a position that like I feel like we needed addressed by like a mediocre player. Like we still need an either we need a star running back or we need to just figure something else out because we're not going to just put in more mediocre guys. Like it's not helping. It's just uh, in my mind, it's just another Rashad Jennings exactly. that we added. So it's like, why didn't we just keep Gallman, keep Darkwa, and like use them in like different situations, match them? But. I guess maybe we'll go after Barkley now that the Browns got Carlos Hyde. Yo, but that's the thing. I still don't trust that the Browns are going to not go after Barkley. I'm going to have so much. I'm going to have so much anxiety because I have never wanted someone the way I want Barkley. This kid will change any franchise. He can play any position on the field. I feel like you can put him at middle linebacker and he he'd succeed. He he's definitely a stud. Uh, he. He did amazing things in college, and everyone's saying that they've never seen a running back this complete come out of the game, and that's saying a lot. Because Fortnite especially in the last that just came out exactly Zeke that just came out with Kamara, all these guys that have been bona fide studs in the right league. In, in a in an era where everyone's criticizing taking running backs early, they're proving that it was a good choice. Other than Trent Richardson, everyone else is paying off. You know, yeah, definitely the, those guys helped turn those franchises around. After yeah. Zeke got drafted, the Cowboys yeah. went thirteen and three. Fournette is Fournette huge for Bortles right away. Championship, so those guys are fucking cooking. So 
I mean, maybe the Giants can have the same success as those guys. Yeah. I don't know about that. I'm praying. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be uh, confident with that number two pick until it's in our lap and Barkley's still on the board. Yeah. Uh, imagine he is on the board and we pass on him. Then I'll like quit. Josh I'll be done. Allen or something. I'll be so. Mad. I will be done with this bullshit if we do that. Anyways, on the other side of town, the Jets. Possibly for the first and only time on this podcast, we're going to give the Jets some props. Yeah. The Jets making some pretty decent moves. They brought back Josh McCown on a one-year, $10 million deal. People are complaining, oh, it's a lot of money. They have $90 million in capital. Yeah, and McCown bowled out for them last year. Give the guy a break. And from what I hear, Josh McCown is basically like another offensive coordinator. He's going to help make Teddy. Yeah, everybody on the team loves him. Much better quarterback. The guy's been in the league forever. He's played under so many coaches, so many different systems. The guy's a true professional. He knows what he's fucking doing. Absolutely. So I think that was a good move bringing him in. I think it was smart to bring Bridgewater in, too. Me, too. And especially because they just kind of cut him off like he wasn't going to be anything. But he was starting to build his way up to be a decent quarterback he, was, he had a promising you know future and he was playing very well before the injury and you know obviously an injury like that to a guy like teddy who is athletic you never know if he's going to completely bounce back um and be the same but give the kid a chance you know it's not like he was that bad to where we couldn't you know you couldn't take a gamble on him i mean I'm, it was oh, definitely it was definitely a good pickup for the jets there i mean he's a safe bet it's not like they overpaid him um you know it's only I, what was it i think it was only like a two-year deal so it's not like they're locked into like a franchise qb so I think that's definitely a good move for the Jets with Bridgewater. Um, and they can still take a QB at the number six exactly. if they want to bring in a young guy that they can try to develop under these guys as well. Exactly. So, so they have options now because they have, you know, they know they have what they have for one year in McCowan, whether, you know, Teddy falls apart or his knee explodes, anything. So worst case scenario, they have that in McCowan. And then, you know, they could definitely make a move at the, at the uh, offensive side. But, I mean, they, they, they made a, a good move by picking up uh, Crowell, I thought, too. Um, yeah, he's a good running back. That was a good sign. So that was what people, immediately when they saw that he was signed by the uh, Jets, they were like, oh, well, there goes the Browns. They're getting Barkley. But then the Barkley surprised, I mean, the Browns surprised everybody. Anyone, if anyone actually thought Isaiah Crowell was going to stop the Browns from taking safety. Yeah, that's why I was like, I was like, Carlos Hyde is not even going to stop them from that. Like, no one in the NFL, you have to be like Le'Veon Bell, Zeke, or like David Johnson. Anyone else, your job is on the line when Saquon's barking at your heels. They made a good move on defense. They brought in Tremaine Johnson. Yeah, that was huge. That secondary solid. is getting scary very, now. Very good corner. Because Jamal, Jamal Adams is an all-pro play. caliber player. With the cap space they have, they can do stuff like that. Now him, Jamal Adams back there, that secondary starting to look pretty strong. Their defense was already pretty good last year, so... I mean, they lost. They lost Mo, um, Mo Wilkerson. They lost Mo, and uh, Sheldon Richardson is still a free agent. I don't know if he's going to come back to the Jets or not. No, but I, I don't even think they want him. I back. don't think they do either. I think they look. They were looking to move on from both of those guys from their contracts and their attitude. So, yeah, you know, obviously the staple of the Jets' success in the past has been a strong defensive line and that rush and that presence. But right now their secondary is exploding. I mean, Jamal Adams is a star. Tremaine is is an awesome corner. They're really gonna. I think that there's a legitimate chance that the Honey Badger comes to the Jets because of the connection with Jamal Adams. He's already tweeting to Jamal, which gives me a ton of anxiety that I do not need because I do not want to see him in green. No, not at all. I would love to see him. I need Teron Matthew, bro. I need this kid. I saw he said something that he wants. Going to a winning culture is more important than the money to him. Yeah. So that means that a 3-13 Giants team. (laughs) 
It was just tough. Like he took a he didn't want a pay cut, which I understood because he is like the third best player on he is the third best player on that team besides David Johnson and Patrick uh, Peterson. He he didn't want a pay cut. He has sacrificed for this team and balled out for this team. They took a chance on him and now uh, you know to draft him and he was very appreciative. He didn't he didn't you know make a big deal. He was franchise tagged in the past. Regret it, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know. He's turned everything around, so he knows he can get paid elsewhere. And if everyone and and look, the Cardinals are kind of falling apart at the seams. I mean, Sam Bradford is not the answer. <laughs> Neither is Mike Glennon. Rebuilding mode at this point, but I don't know what kind of rebuild. Yeah, because they're going in the wrong Bradford direction. They get rid of their best young player. He's twenty five years old, and they just released their best young player. What rebuild direction are you going in? It's ridiculous. It really is. The Cardinals are a lost franchise. They always have been. They always will be in my mind. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I feel bad for Larry Fitzgerald. I was hoping he would get like a good year or two to go out on. but Is he coming back? He, yeah, he I think he, he signed a one-year deal. Wow. He probably feels like an asshole now. <laughs> I feel bad. That's it's, it's such a great guy. I know Tyron Matthews is going to sign with the Cowboys, so I just I can just see it now, and I'm just getting sick thinking about it because I just know he is going to make the Giants' lives hell. He's going to take it back to the crib like twice. Playing for the Cowboys because that guy's a fucking playmaker. I don't know what he is, but he just knows where the ball is at all times. He's he's making sacks off the edge. He's intercepting balls across the field, diving into plays to stop, uh, you know, to pass deflections, stripping running backs. He's a star, and he's undersized. Under you know undervalued player and it just doesn't make any sense. He just go he, back and watch his tape from LSU. It does not get better. There's no better highlight tapes defensively than Matthew at at, at LSU. People forget how good he was. He was a Heisman he finalist. A Heisman, yeah. It, it's just his fault that he couldn't stop smoking weed and hanging out with you know the wrong crowd. And he changed his life. He turned everything around. He hasn't been in trouble once. I'm really surprised he actually turned it around. I never thought that would happen because he was going down a me bad too. Path. Dude, he, he was did. he was a he could have been a lot. He was a lottery pick and he was ended up at going like number sixty nine. Like that's that's scary for a guy who could have. You know, ten million on day one to be like they're like, all right, listen, you mess up once, you're done. Mm-hmm. I remember watching like the special, like the Cardinals when they drafted him. They were like the guys on the like the GM and everybody talking to him. They're like, listen, like we're gonna like have weekly drug tests, like counseling. Yeah. He's like, I don't care, whatever you need me to do, I'll Shortest do. Shortest of leashes. Yeah, and he hasn't, you know, he hasn't disappointed, which is you know, which is huge. Speaking of huge free agent moves, Kirk Cousins to the Vikings. 84 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed for Insanity. the next three years. Does this move bring the Vikings to be the favorites in the NFC? No, they're not the favorites in the NFC because I think the Eagles got better as well. Yes. Um, so I still don't think there's, you know, I think the two of them are just as good. I think the Saints, you know, they got better too. The Saints brought in a. Uh, I'm the Saints getting the honey badger. They, oh my God! If he's going anywhere, as far as like, where the you know home is where the heart is. He he loves New Orleans. He bleeds New Orleans. Exactly. So I mean, listen, I would love to see him. I would love to. I love the Saints. Shout out to Ian. I love the Saints. I love Drew Brees. I'm so happy he came back. I was nervous when they were like other teams are you know maybe making progress. I was like, come on, don't do this. He just put up 4,800 yards for you guys on a down season. Like, give this man whatever he wants. Yeah, Paid no, this I man his money. Say there though, like no way he could leave at this point. No way. The but, roots are too deep there. So I mean, the Saints. I feel like the Saints. You know, their defense is awesome. They have obviously a superstar running back, and Mark Ingram is still a top ten running back too, in his own right. Let alone Kamara being able to do everything when he touches the ball. Michael Thomas is emerging as a as an excellent wide receiver. So I mean, between the Saints, the Eagles, but the Vikings are definitely 
definitely much scarier with Kirk Cousins than they were with Kirk Case Keenum. I mean, you got to understand, they were that good last year with a quarterback who I think is going to flop in Denver this year. But Case Keenum played so good last year. Like, at a point, Case Keenum he was so was efficient. Like, he was never, like, an actual MVP candidate. But he was but so like, efficient, he was which like, was amazing. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't make ma- make mistakes. He had a high completion percentage. You know, it wasn't like he was going out throwing four touchdowns a game, but he'll give you two touchdowns, you know, 280 yards on, like, a 60-something completion percentage. That's going to win you games when you have, you know, Murray running the ball, Dalvin Cook coming back now for the— we, we forget that the Vikings did what they did last year without Dalvin Cook. When Dalvin Cook was on the field in the beginning of the year, he exploded. Yeah, that's why I'm pretty nervous. I had him on my fantasy team. The Vikings are going to be a pretty good team. The and Vikings, that defense, so, that defense didn't lose anyone. No, that defense did not solid. lose anyone. That defense has fucking all pros at every, every level. Every position. On the defensive line, they have fucking Linvel Joseph, who's a fucking savage yep. inside that the Giants should have never let go. They have Everson Griffins, who's a beast. Beast. Then at linebacker, they have uh, Anthony Barr, Kendricks, yep. those savages. Then Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes is and an Harrison animal. Smith in the fucking secondary. It's just not fair. At all three level, at all three levels, they have all pro players, and it's it's definitely not fair. And and their offense is growing. I mean. Uh, Thielen came on last year to because him and Diggs, him and Diggs are like perfect complements for each other. Kyle Rudolph is a is a is a great tight end, and they have three. Oh well, they lost they lost Jarak um, McKinnon, but they have still even if they bring back Latavius Murray, like that's two. They have da- yeah, but good Dalvin running backs. Dalvin Cook is a, is going to be a star. Dalvin Cook is running for like a hundred yards a game, like. So yeah, kick. my thing is my thing is they got Kirk Cousins. Who is an unclutch quarterback? Clearly, yeah, we don't know clearly what Kirk can do besides for regular season wins. In 2016, week 17, he played the Giants. They had to win the game to get into the playoffs. The Giants are playing for absolutely nothing. Nothing. They had their second string in the second half playing against him, and he couldn't do fucking shit. He fucking rolled over and said, "I'm not going to do anything." Meanwhile, I'm getting paid 25 million a year. No, I agree. I still don't think so, Kirk Cousins has proven. Put but that I mean, with the unclutch Vikings, who are notorious for coming up short every time they have a good team, a la 1999 when they got blown out by the Giants by like 40 points in the NFC Championship game, and last year when they got blown out by like 30 points in the NFC Championship, this team just never seems to be able to get it done, and match that with a quarterback that never seems to be able to get it done. I think. But the thing is, for me, I, I agree with you, and I think that Keenum is. I mean, uh, Cousins is not. You know, he still hasn't proven. Enough to me outside of gas to be honest. Outside of like, because he just puts up big numbers, but like that's it. He doesn't. That doesn't translate to wins. But he's putting up these numbers in garbage. Exactly. So like, you look on paper and in his bigger games, they're not there. So I still don't know if he if he's got it in him. But the only thing for me, I understand that like, it's a lot of money and a lot of investment that they put into him, but. It's even scarier when teams are giving someone like Sam Bradford twenty million for one year. So you're thinking, you know, Kirk's making what like seven million more a year if you were to average out like Sam's or whatever. Like that's still crazy. Kirk is still significantly better than someone like Sam Bradford. But the quarterback market is is getting to where you have to overpay mediocre Jimmy Garoppolo guys. Garoppolo played seven games and got twenty seven million. Like that's just what it is. Like if you're a quarterback and are competent, you are gonna make twenty five million plus at yep. this point. And it's and it's insane because but then there are like but then there are guys like at the other positions who, you know Odell Beckham is more valuable on the field than any of these other quarterbacks and he's not like getting you know, all like guys like his caliber are like trying to beg for these money. A B's not making anywhere near these quarterbacks. 
that who are nowhere near as good as you tell me Sam Bradford is worth more for your team in one year than AB? I guarantee you you put AB on the Cardinals and they get more wins than Sam Bradford does. Sam Bradford's agent is a fuck. Yeah, whoever he's a Scott Boris of the NFL because I this guy don't is a know wizard. How he does it. How does this man get this guy paid every f- The guy has made more millions than he's thrown touchdowns yep. in the NFL. He's That's thrown fucking absurd. He's he's got more um uh, he's got like twice the amount of money as he has even like games played. Like everything is, every way you look at it, it's out of control. He, Sam Bradford yeah. is a magician the way he gets money. The it luckiest really, guy in the whole world. It really is crazy. Anyways, moving on. The Packers. Yeah, Packers got moves. good. The Packers made some big moves. They signed. Um, Scary. They got Mo and Wilkerson. Jimmy. They got Mo Wilkerson to help the defensive line out a little bit because Lord knows they needed help on defense. That's oh secondary God. still looking pretty shiesty. Yeah, it's all all ha ha. He's all alone. So and they released Jordy White. That was that was a I big deal because nickname before, but Aaron Rodgers is not okay with that. Yeah, and this is the second move they made this offseason. Twitter is mad weird. I saw him post something, and it was like so ra- – he just put like hashtag cryptocurrency in the middle of a tweet about football. I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like how does that relate at all? So Aaron Rodgers is definitely on one lately. No, but And they th- also got Jimmy Graham, who I think was a great signing for the Packers. Dude, Jimmy did not fall – Jimmy didn't fall off. He was not used correctly in Seattle. He was not no, – Not at all. Not Seattle at all. doesn't play that kind of way. If you, and Aaron Rodgers makes yeah. shitty tight ends look fucking good. Jermichael Finley was like a, a full-blown superstar on the Packers when he was healthy because of Aaron Rodgers. And then Jared Cook had some got paid because of fucking Aaron Rodgers. And now Jimmy Graham, who's actually good, is going to get like 15 touchdowns. I think, Jimmy's numbers, I think Jimmy's numbers are going to go back up to 1,010 oh. touchdowns easily. And it's then just, they still got like Devontae Adams and yeah. Randall Cobb, who sucks, but... You know they're de- they're decent they options. Have Aaron they have like Aaron Rodgers. He's the best. He's the most talented quarterback that has ever touched a football. He is just he does things that you don't even understand how it's happening. So I think it's huge. I think there's some a little bit of turmoil in Green Bay. They got rid of his QB coach without asking him, and it probably seems like they didn't really consult him or on too much on Jordy Nelson. Those are Jordy Nelson's gonna go to the Patriots, by the way. Oh yeah, he he his first. Uh, everyone said it was like uh, Jordy Nelson mutual and, and Patriots have mutual interest. I was like, <laughs> duh. Like, what do you mean? Like, a white wide receiver. Of course, he's going to the Patriots. It's so funny. They should bring back Danny Woodhead, the Patriots. They should. He's a free agent. Yeah, and he's he's still got you know juice in him. He's just been hurt. I am well. They just signed Rex Burkhead to a three year deal, so he's not coming back. Yeah, that's true. But so, they lost Deion Lewis, which was a big a big loss. The Titans. What about the Titans? They made a couple decent moves. Yeah, Mal- they took half the Patriots team. Cause they, I mean, they so they got rid of Demarco Murray, but now they're going to be pairing that that speed back in Deion Lewis with that superpower back in Derrick Henry. You know, you know, Derrick Henry had like the most rushes over like eighty yards last season. Derrick Henry had a quiet, very good season. With, with, how with how still, could no one catch him? Like, yeah, that I don't get. Fast. I don't get that. That that blew my mind, but. Whatever. I mean, they're going to have a good rushing attack. I don't think Mariota's very good. No, I, I don't think he's a uh, good enough quarterback of franchise. I don't think him or Jameis Winston are anywhere near as good as it all was hyped up to be. I think Jameis Winston has the arm talent and can make the throws. He just makes no good decisions. Him. He makes yeah. every bad decision you can make. Yeah. He, it's like he just throws the ball. He doesn't think about it. And so the Titans definitely got better by adding Malcolm Butler. Cause yeah, because their secondary, secondary was god-awful. Yeah. But now they literally have the Patriots' old secondary because they got Logan Ryan last year. Yeah, and they have McCourty, too. And now they add Malcolm Butler, so. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, you're right. 
And they have a Dory Jackson, so they should be all right. But I mean, going against Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck twice a year. Yeah. No, they're they're going to struggle. You better come correct. So, uh, who else? Who else made some big moves? Uh, the Bears. <laughs> Bears helped out Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, they're they trying to get Mitchell Allen some. Robinson. Yep. They got Trey Burton from the Eagles. They also added Taylor Gabriel from the Falcons. Yep. So no. And listen, Kevin White still hasn't played. So maybe Kevin White will finally play this season. Yep, <laughs> As Big Cat says, picks. it's another first round pick. <laughs> two first round picks. Oh uh, my god. Eagles, the Eagles got Haloti Nada. Yeah, that's that's that was not good. They brought back a couple key better. players it's, too. It's ridiculous. So. A lot of a lot of movement in the free agent. I've market. never seen anything More like to it. Come. Ndamukong Sue still hasn't signed, so yep. he, he, I heard he has interest in Seattle and Dallas. Wow, not good news for the Giants. Seattle would be a good match with him, I think. Yeah, because that defense just lost. I mean, oh, we didn't even talk about Sherman. I need to. Do, oh yeah, Sherman. That's insane, dude. The Forty ers are getting better. Jarrock McKinnon was a good pickup. Yeah, I, him with Kyle Shanahan is going to be a very good. He's going to use him in 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 any way he needs because you know they lost Carlos Hyde, but you know McKinnon is a is a is a good versatile guy. They'll probably you know f- pick up someone else that they can use at running back to pound yeah, it and mix and match. And um, you know Sherman is a big add to that defense. That team played well at the end of the season. Like, it's a little concerning because of the Achilles injury. Like, that's no, a I know big injury, dude. So and like, it, I don't he know. He said how it. Sherman was the first one to say that. But if he comes back and he's Sherman, like we know he is, that team. If they use the system, San Francisco has to use Sherman though in a way that he was used in Seattle. They need to keep him on the one side and use that kind of let him play to his advantage. So if they have to adapt a little bit of a defensive strategy to play to him, he's the type of caliber player where you do that because he's that that good. Obviously, if he comes back from the injury the way he was, you know, it's if there's someone who's going to come back, I believe it could be Sherman. This guy, you know, he's got a crazy work ethic. He's, you know, a, as dedicated to winning as you could be. So, but, you know, the, C- the Seahawks lost a, a, a couple, you know, between him and Michael Bennett. That defense is not looking like they used to look. Cam, I don't think, is coming back either. Yeah. This is looking like a weird. They're, looking, they're also shopping Earl Thomas. Like, this defense is. I think they're just. I actually had a, I had a thought and a, and a question that I would was, was going to pose the other day. Has this you know Seahawks core group of the last like six seasons have they been the biggest like disappointment letdown of all teams that we've seen in recent history because of the success that they had those two Super Bowls they should have went to so many more they didn't lose talent. Um. It's so tough in the NFL to just be great. It is. Like it that. is. It's not. So, there's no. There's, it's it's like a much less of a dynasty. That's like why that. I didn't really like make it a bigger thing, because it's much less of a dynasty kind of thing in and the they NFL. They did get the one ring, and they should have won two. They should have. They fucking are retarded and didn't. Give no, I know. I just feel ball. like these last couple of years, like they just couldn't put it together, and I don't know why. They had the same personnel and everything, and they just couldn't put it together, and it never made sense to me why. Yeah, I I thought they they definitely should have won one more. I feel like, but yeah, I think they should have walked away with at least two, even with one loss. They should have still walked away. I still away think with two. Russell Wilson will get another one before it's all said and done because that man is a fucking superstar. Yeah, Russell Wilson is very he is good. so good. He's very good. So uh, that about wraps up most of the free agent stuff. I'd say. Yeah, definitely. There's still going to be plenty of moves out there. So 
Uh, the Browns lost Joe Thomas. As yeah. They finally got Which good. I, I can't believe. I say as finally as the guy good, but as finally as they start adding talent. And I can't believe Joe Thomas retires now. Like, if he has one season to come back, I guess he just figures, like, they're in, like, a good position to, like, rebuild and stuff, but, like, he's not going to come back. Like, they're not going to, like, win big this yeah, year. Exactly. They'll, they'll win we'll some like games. And ten and like they'll seven. win some games this year, but, like, they'll definitely get better. I feel like they have an actual future now at this point because they have got a young talent in guys like... Um, Jarvis and Josh Gordon are both young superstars. Yeah. Um, as long as Josh Gordon can stay on the field, yeah, I think he will. I think he will. Carlos yeah, Hyde is, you know, a decent running back who's who's young enough. If they get a, you know, depending on who they draft, they have two top ten draft picks. They're both going to be, you know, at least one of them is going to be good. Um, I think Terod Taylor is a good enough quarterback to build around. I think he got so much heat in Buffalo for no reason. Um, he's all right. He's like a very mediocre quarterback. But I feel like they he put make so many much mistakes. But he's not gonna like make a, the big plays. Right, right but now. Buffalo like it, they like blamed their like losses on him. They benched him. Like at no point was he ever like that bad. No. Um, but, and their defense has some young some young talent. So if they can use this draft to kind of build a defense, so you know I'm I'm sad to see Joe Thomas go. As finally like he's you know as finally as the Browns are getting their life together. But he's not going to stick around for that many more years, and it's not really worth it for him. He's coming off an injury. Um, you know, he's he's one of the best offensive linemen in the history of the game, and he just a shame that he was stuck in in Cleveland forever. But he didn't it didn't change him in a second. You know, he played every single game like they were the best team in the league. It didn't matter to him. Um, he was a loyal a thousand consecutive snaps. He yeah, was the, he was a loyal the Cleveland guy of uh, so, football for a while there. Got to tip your hat to uh, to Joe T. Yeah, great career. Uh, Ken's his next stop. Yeah, He's got for a sure. podcast. Don't listen to that. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you uh, when we were talking about the Giants, but I forgot. What are your thoughts on the Odell Beckham situation? Because um, I'm about to fucking lose my fucking mind. I, I, I hate him. I can't. I need him on the team. He's too good. I hate him so much. But he's too good at football for me. I've never hated a player more in my life on the Giants. And I understand that everybody, a lot of people don't like him, but I really, like, he's too good at the game of football. It's just, like, but, like, he's good, but, like, what has that translated to in the last four years? One playoff loss? Yeah, but, like, it's not him. It was a big part of the loss because he dropped three passes. I'm aware that loss was bad, but, like, it's not like we cannot blame any of our six failures on him. Like we can't blame him on him, but is he is he really worth twenty million dollars? Yes. You want to pay him twenty million? Absolutely. I don't. I want to trade him today. Yeah, but we're not gonna get we're not gonna get enough back. I just don't like him anymore. I just think he's bad for the team. I know like, he's an idiot. He's, he's an idiot, and he keeps making mistakes. Room. He can't. He can't. He can't get it together. I just wanted like. Give him one more year, like this year, to like. How many more chances are we gonna give him? It's like, oh, he grew up. He, well, he no, really but learned this off. This and then year, he comes back and does this. I know, I know, I know. Fucking <sighs> does. What other athlete? What other superstar athlete gets caught in a bed holding a blunt in his hand while a girl is cutting up lines of cocaine? <laughs> what other athlete? Please fucking tell me. Michael Irvin. <laughs> and, look and, the, and the and the Cowboys paid him, and they won three rings. So let's go. Yeah, but they had a much better team. Well, see, so it's not it's not Odell's fault. You know what? I, yeah, but Michael Irvin is better than Odell is right now. 
because no. Michael Irvin already got it done. He got the rings. He can see when he does stuff like that. It's okay because it's like <laughs> he had the success. He he proved he could still get it done while doing that shit. That's why I hate when people compare him. Oh my! Compare God. Odell to LT. They're like, well, old LT was fucking around doing all. LT. LT made an impact every times single play. The fucking player Odell Beckham will ever be. LT was the greatest player in the league. Lawrence Taylor is the greatest player to ever play the game of football. Lawrence Taylor is the greatest player to ever play the game of football. I will say that one more time for everybody listening. There's not a doubt about it. LT is the greatest player to ever step foot on the football field. No one has ever impacted a game the way he has and ever will. Never. No, I understand. Listen, I, 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 that's what I want to. I want to do this year. This year, we won't give him the contract until you know maybe three quarters of the way through the season. We if give he's him the extension right now, I'll fucking kill someone. So this is what I want. If we get it to like ten games in the season and he's playing well, he's got his head straight on. Then you know, just give him that three, four year extension. Take one more year. What are we gonna do? Don't trade him now. We could trade him at week. Ten, trade him before the trade deadline if he's if if by week seven or eight he's still being an ass. Yeah, and his trade value will be even less then. No, no, everybody, he's that good that people are going to want him. (sighs) But no, I understand the frustration. I'm getting fed up too. It's it's ridiculous. It's like, you know, it it was like with John Jones with me. I was like, at a certain point, I'm like, I'm done defending you. Just just leave me alone. I can't even root for you anymore. And I'm one strike away. I'm one more strike with Odell, and then I'm just going to be like, just leave me alone. I can't root for you. I'm already at that point with Odell. All right. (laughs) Anyways, happier times. Yeah. It's March fucking it's Madness. It's March Madness, baby. baby. It all starts today. Cannot wait. The greatest time <sighs> of the year. The single greatest time of the year. And being like, fuck this. I'm not going to work. I'm staying home, getting <laughs> drunk all day, watching some fire basketball games. But I'm going to go to work today, take off tomorrow instead. Um, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to uh, tell you your any, any big upset predictions? Or- um... The one team, let me actually uh, pull up my bracket because there was one team who I was actually feeling pretty. I'm telling you right now, my big upset is a 14 over a 3. Whoa. And it's going to be Montana over Michigan. Really? Everyone's, everyone's saying, oh, Michigan's the hottest team. I in the hope country. that doesn't happen because I have Michigan blah, going kind of deep. But... Michigan hasn't played basketball in two weeks. Michigan's going to come into this game cold. Montana's going to come into this game fired up and hot because they just came off a great season, and they know they have nothing to lose. They're going to come out shooting. They're going to hit a bunch of threes tonight, and they're going to shock the world. Montana, put them in your bracket if you want to win big money. I'm telling you right now. Montana, wow. Um, Let's see. Do I have any good upsets? I mean, their team's like, I think Alabama, I think Colin can actually take this team. Like, if there's a team that can upset like a Nova, like, it would be – a Colin Sexton-led Alabama team. That kid is unbelievable. I also, I don't think the suit, I think Oklahoma maybe squeaks by round one, and I don't think they stand a chance. Like, I was praying that we'd get, like, a miracle run from them, but they yeah, just have been so bad. Just fucking go unconscious and ball the fuck out, maybe. I, I hope. That's the only thing I can, like, like, that I can pray for, but I just don't see it happening. I do have Marshall upsetting Wichita State. I think in the battle of the, uh, in, in the battle of the, the... Yeah, that was pretty interesting, too. So, I saw that matchup. I don't know. I don't have too many upsets. I don't know. I don't know who I even had. Like I had a very hard time picking a it's winner. It's gonna be a weird tournament year because I feel like there's no teams that are like overly dominant. Exactly. Just cakewalk through everything. You know, like those <laughs> those teams like Nova and Virginia and 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 Duke and stuff. Like they they have the highest of the highs, and then they've had such low lows this season. So I don't know. I mean, it was hard for me to actually get to like my my championship and pick a winner i i struggled i did two brackets one i had michigan state winning and the other one i had maybe virginia i don't even know like 
So what is your final four right now? If you had in, to pick a final in my, four in my right first now. bracket, um, I'll just use this one because this was the one I, I did more seriously. I have Cincy, Xavier, wow. Nova, Michigan State. Wow. Um, I don't think I have any of that. I think I have Kansas, Villanova, Arizona, and UNC with UNC winning the whole thing. UNC winning the whole thing. I like UNC, dude. Joe Barry, kid's a fucking stud. He I just think Michigan, I just have Michigan over. Uh, this kid, Theo Pinson, is a fucking great basketball player. People sleep on him because he's not a big time scorer. He does everything on the floor. He He's just a fucking playmaker. Look out for him in the tournament. He's going to have a big tournament, and then he's going to turn that into getting picked in the first round in the NBA draft. My biggest player to watch has to be DeAndre Ayton. I think. That Boy. if if he can go off, he can beat Virginia. He can single handedly beat Virginia, and and, and Virginia and, lost a starter. So, I think you know. I think Arizona should be able to you know beat Buffalo handedly. They're gonna have a decent matchup against Kentucky, but if they can beat Kentucky, I see no reason why they can't beat Virginia as well. I mean, listen, it's gonna be it's gonna come down to how much Aiton can do and how long he can sustain doing that. I mean, can he do that for six games or whatever it is, five games? I don't even know. Um, he looks like a fucking monster. He dude. is. He is the most what athletic kid in the NBA. Like? He hits turnaround jump shots like he's you know Kobe. He's you know the, a, a great. De- but the thing is, his defense has been is lax. But that's only because he's been at. He has to play you know different positions because he has to do whatever they need. And he's basically all alone doing everything the whole game. So the kid's dog tired, and he's taking plays off on defense, which you know. But this is the tournament, so he's gonna go off. So out. he's gonna go off. I believe it absolutely. So no, I mean this tournament, like you said, I have no. I had a very hard time choosing winners because I didn't even know. Like this was a very wide open tournament. I feel like this is the year that we're gonna have some real legit madness. Like I have no idea what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm excited, and it all gets started today. It's I think it's getting started right now. I think the first game was at noon, probably right. Yeah, so I think. We're wow, in March, I'm man, so hyped. I'm so excited. What a time to be alive. I'm so excited. Wow. Yeah, same. All right, moving on to the NBA. Um, what do we have? The Warriors having some serious injury problems right now. Clay Thompson's going to be out for the next two weeks with a fractured thumb or some bullshit that he should just be playing through, but he's a pussy. <laughs> um, Steph Curry's out with a, a little ankle injury. Uh, I hate the Warriors. Draymond Green didn't play last night for some injury. Probably hung over um, from Steph's gay little birthday party. Yeah, so uh, screw the Warriors. Rockets are going to finish as the one seed. Yeah. But do you think the Rockets can actually end up being the one seed into the championship? No. See, like, the the thing is, you don't think... I feel like the Rockets have the three-point shooting to compete with the Warriors, though. I know. Warriors. it's it's Warriors. It shouldn't... Listen, it shouldn't even be a conversation. We should not be having this conversation because the I Warriors have the four Warriors All-Stars. Bench beat the Lakers last night. The Warriors have four All-Stars and that's and that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's it's unfair. It's so God, stupid. It's so frustrating. Their whole system is like perfect. Like their players are always wide open. They're just so good. It's because they don't have any ego guys. Like everyone just passes the ball around. Whoever has open shot scores. Like it's so frustrating. Like Dude, play is. normal basketball. Like have a guy who wants to go to the rack and like do his own like I- I hate them. I cannot stand them. I hate them. I would do anything in the world to see the Rockets upset them and and beat them. I would, too. I would love it. The only team I think that has a shot and they don't even have a shot is the Trailblazers because Lillard and McCollum can score – fucking can score with them but dame is a better point guard than than steph curry and i would i would take him on my team 10 times out of 10 if if they had like a a better wing player like say they had like they had no help their team or imagine they still had aldridge 
Yeah, even Aldridge. But I think they they need like a good three. No, right for sure. Like but Adam I mean, Turner. but someone like Aldridge competing with like you know he would be a huge help with guys like Draymond and shit. But I mean, it's tough. I mean, so I think I think Nurkic is a good center. Like he's a good piece yes. for them there. Yep. This kid Zach Collins. They yep, have, Zach Collins is, is good be, too. He's gonna be good down the road. He's a little young and like yeah. He, he a lot of people wanted him to stay in college, but he he came out right away. But he he's he's been playing better. So I think if they can get a really good wing player there. They can actually do something. I believe. Until I think then, Damian Lillard. I think Damian Lillard is a legitimate superstar and has just been slept okay. on because his team struggles and he's not like a. You know, he's in he's in Portland, so he's not in like a huge you know market, and he's Dame time, baby. He's always open. He's he's getting shots. He'll bang a a forty footer. He'll dunk on you. He'll cross you. He does everything. He plays strong defense. I don't get it. Like people. People sleep on Dame just because he's in the West and, you know, because of guys like, you know, Russell, CP3, uh, Steph. Like, you give I mean, them respect. There's a lot of great point guards in the league. But I still point take him over. I would take him almost maybe over all of them. Like, he does everything. I think – I feel like he needs that, though. I think he needs that underdog mentality. Oh, he loves it because, you know, he was slept on in college, he everything. completely feeds off that. Yeah, you know, he went to a small school. He, they slept on him in the draft, everything. He, he loves it. Yeah, where did he even go to college? Weber State. Wow. That's crazy. Weber State, dude, and C- and CJ went to Lehigh. Yeah, so they're see what I mean. They're just underdog. Don't give over your dreams, kids. So I kind of fuck. I I fuck with the Trailblazers a little bit. Oh, I, I like love the Trailblazers. Nice little run. Brandon Roy, Roy is like my biggest like NBA sadness always. Like that's my guy. How about, this, how about the fucking Spurs, dude? They're not gonna make. They're the not gonna make the playoffs. What happened? I don't they know. They were three seed like a week and a half ago. That's so. Dude, bad. he came out of the. This is what happened. Everyone came out of the out of the All Star break. We had AD went off. Dame went off. Um, Jimmy Butler went down and Cat started going off to keep the keep the Wolves at least in the thing. The the Thunder are doing enough to stay alive, and Russell's doing the best to carry them. Those four teams stayed up there. Obviously, the Rockets and the and the uh, Warriors didn't move, so that's six teams right there. And the Spurs just dropped behind all of them. Yeah, I think they're the tenth seed right now. Yeah, I mean the West is separated by like two games between like you know yeah. eight and eight, eight and four, but still. I think they'll end up making the playoffs. Just still, because Kawhi, like, if Kawhi wow. comes back, they'll make the playoffs. If Kawhi does not come back, they they might not. Kawhi needs to come back. Kawhi, if, imagine Kawhi comes back. Thing, if Kawhi comes back, Kawhi comes back, they're an eight seed and they beat the Rockets. I think it could happen, dude. Post All Star break predictions, I had the Spurs beating the Rockets in the playoffs. Wow, looks it looks dumb right now, but <laughs> it looks horrible right now. I look like a fucking idiot. But... <laughs> You had the Spurs as like a two or three seed, beating them in like the finals. Yeah, I had them beating them uh, in the Western Conference semifinals, and then they were going to get swept by the Warriors. Oh, oh, my God. It is what it is. We'll see what happens there. What about the Cavs, dude? They're six and Cavs. six. The new little Cavs are six and six, or maybe six and seven or seven and six now. I don't know if they played last night. See, the thing with the Cavs is I'm never worried about them at any point. They could have lost every game since the All-Star break, been the eighth seed right now, and I'd still be like, they're it's going to It's a seven-game series. Like, like if, you have to, if you have to play LeBron for seven straight games, you, it's, it's going to be hard. Yeah, you're not going to You have him. to be a team like the Warriors. Yeah, exactly. You just have to be a much better team to beat you know, LeBron. Yeah, like, you have, to, you have to just have that. And they don't have Kevin Love still, like... And they're still they're still trying to figure it out. It's been twelve yeah, games together. Just got like a bunch of new players. Like, the, see, the thing is, they're gonna get hot at the right time, like right before I the season ends, and then they're gonna carry it into the playoffs. They're gonna fucking rape everyone in the Eastern Conference, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, well, Cavs did it again." And so that's why I'm just not even concerned with that whole situation. Cleveland will be just fine. LeBron will be just fine. He'll go to his eighth NBA Finals or whatever it is now. Yeah. But they just yep. will stand no chance. Even if the Rockets beat the Warriors, I still think the Rockets would eviscerate the Cavs. 
Definitely. Yeah. I think most teams in the Western Conference. Because the, the three-point shooting of the West West Western Conference teams, combined with all of them having a, a star like a who can still go to the rack and, and hit inside and outside kind of shots, they just don't, they're overwhelming for the Cavs. You know, it's LeBron. Like, LeBron can't, he can beat the teams in the wet, in the East because, you know, he's obviously 10 times better than guys like Kyrie, DeRozan, and, and, and whoever else is going to try to step up yeah. to him. But the, the, I think you know, if the Celtics had Hayward, they could actually beat the Cavs. They but. would definitely, it would, it would be a very, a much scarier. But then, I don't know, when Hayward comes back, who's going to get bumped from the lineup? They're playing well this year. Probably Jalen Brown, which is crazy to me. I mean, Tatum. You'll you'll you'd assume that Jalen's a two. No, they'll they'll have they'll have uh, they'll have Kyrie at the one, Jalen at the two, uh, Hayward at the three, Tatum at the four, and so then, Tatum uh, will play the four. Probably. Yeah, he could. Do, I mean, listen. In, in today's NBA, yeah. You know, it's just hard because Horford's already an undersized yeah. five. So, but listen, if they can, if they can, hit, Brad Stevens will figure it out. Yeah, he will, and they play such good defense without even needing like any personnel. So, um, how about your boy A Wiggins? Listen, this is crazy. What's I, going on? I don't what's know what's going, going on? on. What's my man's up to? What's he Minnesota? doing? Listen, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be blunt. I'm the biggest A Wiggins fan in the world. Don't even add it. But he's definitely holding the Timberwolves back. They're not holding him back. There is no way he can be upset with his shot production has his 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 um shooting percentage has gone down his free throw percentage has gone down. That's not because he's a third option. That's because he's just not playing as well this year. He's not being uh confident and aggressive. And when he is aggressive, he's aggressive in a dumb way. He doesn't use his athleticism. He is athle- more athletic than anybody else on the court, but he does not use it to his advantage. He won't try to get around someone. He'll try to go at them and then shoot over them like. When he goes to the rack, he posterizes everybody. There is not any big man in the league who he's not going to dunk on. Why doesn't he go like that every time? Instead, he tries to pull up when the double comes and hit it over both of them. Jimmy is an absolute star. Cat is an absolute star. Andrew's not there yet. He needs to assume his role and play his role. Be that guy for them. Be that third option, that third scoring option. See, I don't think he could be like the Clay Thompson for them. I don't think he can take sit back, take that role where he he's the third but scoring listen, option, and then he's expected to play great defense and team basketball. I just don't think that's in his DNA. But I also he also hasn't done enough to be a one. If he wanted to be a one, hit more shots, score more. He was, but he was a number one pick. He went to Kansas. Like he's always been the best player on any team he's ever played for. So he's not used to it. Like Clay Thompson coming into the league. He was, he was out of fucking Washington, wherever he went, like Washington state or whatever. He was like a 15th overall pick or whatever. He was never the number one option. So it's like easier to fall into that role when you haven't been the number one your entire career. But Andrew, listen, he signed a huge deal. He's I don't not think gonna... it's going to work out. I think they're going to have to move on from Wiggins this offseason. They can still get, get a lot for him. He's got to get it together. He's just not producing enough individually for me to even uh, like agree with him. Like I, I, I can't see what he's – I can't understand what he's saying. It's not like his numbers are down this year, not because he's not getting touches, because he's not executing. I watch these games. I see what he's doing. He's not playing the way he should be playing. He's taking shots that he is not supposed to be taking. Like I don't get what he's doing. Maybe maybe it's because of that. Maybe he's mentally all, you know, rattled because he's not getting the touches that he wants or something. I have no idea, but it, whatever it is is pissing me off because he's Once I saw him putting the cornrows, I thought he was going to be a star. I thought he was going to go like, off. He's got the, I was like he's got the braids now. He's going to be the next AI. Listen, he's still like, young. He's maybe 22. 
Yeah, he's definitely a just turned twenty two. He has so much time still yeah, to produce. It's very true. You so, know, it took Kobe even like three seasons to be three, four seasons to be Kobe. You know, he was he was playing well, but he wasn't Kobe. Very true. So, How's Wiggins outside shooting though? Is he like a three point shooter? Or he's not really? he's like low thirty percent. But he takes too many of them. See, in today's NBA, but see, last year he went up. See, he he was he was uh he was at thirty percent like two seasons ago. Last season he went up to like thirty seven, and now this year he's down again to like thirty two. Mm. That's what happens. So you know, whatever. I, I'm just praying he figures it out. He's got to figure it out because this team, if he can figure it out and mesh with this team, Jimmy, Cat, and Andrew could be a legit contender for years to come in the West. Yeah, they just need a few more years to he get needs those to buy young guys in. to develop. He's just got to buy in. Trust the process. Yep, that's true. Um, as for the MLB, there is nothing going on, even though the season's 15 days away. This is what I find remarkable about the MLB. 15 days away from the season, and all anyone's talking about is the NFL, the tournament, yeah. basketball. No one's talking about Major League Baseball. Because it's just so, like, no one cares about spring training. It's so boring until, like, day one. Opening day, it'll be, like, the biggest news in the they world. They make storylines. Like, yeah. every other league, like, there's always storylines going on, like. This offseason for baseball just, was the. Right, like, this is supposed to be their season, yeah. their time, and they're just. The offseason was dead. People were, people were questioning if the players were about to go on strike because the offseason was that dead. It's just crazy, man. It's like this league is just never gonna figure. And then they try to change the game, like that's gonna. Yeah, they the, they came out like eight. Change the yeah. product on the field to help get the like. It's just it makes no sense what they're trying to do. Like you need to build the storylines, get people hyped up about the games, and then they'll fucking watch it. You don't need to fucking put pitch clocks on and yeah. change a game that's been the same way for the last hundred fucking years. People aren't watching the game and then turning it off. They're just not watching it to begin with. Yeah, because baseball's fucking irrelevant in today's day and age, and it's fucking sickening. Hopefully the Yankees will change that, though. Yeah, if the Yankees hit 900 home runs this year, that would be pretty great. <sighs> so, yeah, I mean, that's all we got. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, things are about to get real crazy with March Madness, and I cannot I'm wait. Excited. I'm so excited. So hopefully uh, after this, maybe this weekend, we'll get some, uh, some updated coverage and uh, start breaking down how badly our brackets have been busted. Yeah, some post-first round, post-first weekend of the NCAA tournament. See what's going on. Right now, Oklahoma's up 11-9. to Let's get so, it. Come on, Trey, my guy. And Trey Young it has six points already. Hasn't right. missed a shot. He has to go off. He has to go off. He has to shoot the ball 40 times every single game. It's gonna be his. It's gonna be his Curry tournament. It he's better be to the lead eight. He's gonna hit like. He's gonna drop 50 or something. That'd be awesome. I have them winning this game, so I hope. Yeah, me too. Good. I need this win. In one of my, I think in my other bracket, I have them upsetting Duke, but that was a big long shot. Yeah, I think I did too. So we'll see. Duke is not that good. Of a I would love to see Grayson Allen go down. I hate that I kid. Fucking hate Grayson. He's Allen. such a loser. And Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter and all those other fucking fruitcakes. I hate Duke so much. They're literally the worst. I hate people that root for them too. It's like, what is wrong? With they have like, like the biggest fan base too. It's so annoying. Yeah, they're the gayest fan base. Yeah, oh, that's facts. Um. Yep, so that's all we got. That's the hot. Oh, by the way, we're on iTunes now. Yes, we have been. So go on iTunes, subscribe to the highly controversial podcast, sports podcast. I don't even know what it's called um, on iTunes, to be honest. I think it's just the highly controversial sports podcast. We'll drop a link out either way to everybody. uh, Subscribe, rate, review. You know know what it is. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Find us. And um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Feedback's appreciated as always. And we'll see you next time.
See you next time.